You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. you may be this is lost and rewound on radio free brooklyn my name is alan and i am sans jimmy yet again i wish him well we all wish him well and in lieu of the fact that i am without jimmy i am with people in the studio introduce yourselves hello my name is Catherine dunn and i am uh from art star scene on radio free brooklyn as well hi Catherine. hi how are you i'm great it's good to see you again. Good to see you, too. You're always in a pitch. You're always holding it down for us here. I know. I love that I'm your like, go-to girl when Jimmy's not around. <laughs> you are you are my go-to girl. There's yeah. also a go-to guy here who uh, totally um, came through at the last minute because he's a gem. Introduce yourself, ooh. Um, Matt Finch. Um, yeah. yeah. That's me. <laughs> and uh, we actually have uh, Matt Finch's uh, friend here, Richie, is here. Hello. Hanging out here from Ohio. All the way. Wait. All the way. What? I know you, but now I don't know how I know you. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, oh, I've seen him and stuff. I didn't know you him. Say that, didn't you say that about Joey Carey when you were here the last time? Probably. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember only this moment. Have we never met? I don't think I know you. Wow. This is insane. I'm like, oh, yeah, you. I know you. Matt Finch used to work <laughs> in the neighborhood, so you might have seen him. No, no. I don't know the person that I know. I know the person that I don't know. <laughs> There's no way of me knowing. This it's is such so a, hilarious. Such an existential way to put it. I know the person I know, but I... I, I don't know yeah. the person I know. Yes. I know the person I don't know. I think that's true, though. In a way, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more you know somebody, the less you realize you know them. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Radio Free Brooklyn uh, and all of what you are hearing here is brought to you by listeners like you and the kind contributions of folks who are supporters of the arts. We are a non-for-profit organization now, and all of what you provide to us financially are considered charitable contributions by this crazy-ass United States government. That's good because we are living in a crazy time, and the arts is more important than ever. If you would like to support all the free-form radio that you hear on Radio Free Brooklyn, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash pledge and pledge a dollar. Pledge $3. Pledge $500 if you really want to. And if you do, actually, you will get the studio named after you. I'm just saying, Mom, okay? Make it happen. Um, it'll be the best birthday present ever, right? No, you've got uh, that. And then you also, if you want to contribute to our show, you want to be a sponsor for Lost and Rewound or Art Star Scene Radio, Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash LAR for us and be our kind and generous sponsor. So if you want to do it also for Catherine's show, I guess, yes, you could do. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash ass. Ass, 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 ass. Do my ass and my anus. Yeah, I'm finally famous. I love Nicki Minaj on that. Like, no karaoke carries that, and it drives me nuts. You Are you going to continue doing the rest of the song? Because I know that you... Kind of know it. You you keep going. I can. I I just I I, I wouldn't. Stop. Why stop? Yeah, I'm finally famous. Yeah, I'm finally so bitches. My ass pictures finally swore off. 
If he's got a mandigo, I'll buy him a dashiki, bust his pussy open, and add in a wakiki. I would love that that song. Yeah, wobbly wobbly. Anyway, um, wobbly wobble bitches asses. <laughs> business must be attended to. Uh, let's first start with the fact that Catherine, you had mentioned to me actually, speaking of Art Star Scene Radio, that your cohort Face Boy did in fact get some audio or some video from way way back when, and he, you guys actually debuted it on your show which I'm super jealous about, and we're going to have to have him back so we can like, <laughs> play some clips from it for sure. Yeah, so it was actually in 1993 he recorded an album that was ahead of its time, and uh, he just embarrassingly like brought it up. He's like, oh, God, I don't want to bring this up, but I will. I recorded an album in 93, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm in a band. Like, <laughs> why, why, why do I not know this? He's like, nobody knows it. He buried it uh, because apparently he made it, and then he went to like two record producers, whatever, and shopped it to just two. They both weren't interested, but I'm like, nobody was interested in you two at first because it was yeah. different. And then his brother was actually like a successful musician at the time. He did t- Detachable Penis. Um, and he oh, had cool. one bad right. show. John S. Hall. Yeah. yeah. S. Hall. <laughs> um, <laughs> it yeah. just doesn't end. Yeah. So he, he did one bad show and he's like, that's it. I'm quitting music. I'm not telling anybody I did this. And I'm burying this secret. Like people who know him for years don't know this. So yeah. he brought it up here in like an ass after ass kind of thing mm-hmm. where we always like get even deeper after our show. Ass after ass. And uh, and then I was like, you need to fucking like, I need to hear this. He's like, no, absolutely yeah. not. Like just terrified. Like I, nobody's hearing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then he started describing some of the songs. I'm like, Facebook, these are the songs that we've been talking about recording. Like, this is the exact style that we talk about recording on a regular basis. Like, why would you bury this? He's like, oh my God, wait a minute. I'm like, you're probably ahead of your time, you idiot. (laughs) And he's like, fine. So we went through like all this struggle to finally get it transferred. Then we had one episode where we just played it. It was like 45 minutes and only like 15 minutes of us even talking about it. And the whole time it was playing, I just kept calling him an idiot. I was like, you're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. Why would you do this? And I like, I looked up like all these rejection letters of famous people. Mm-hmm. Like, look, nobody wanted Madonna. You idiot. Look, you too. You idiot. Look, yeah. Stan Lee. You idiot. Like, I just kept showing him like all these rejection letters. And he's like, all right, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point he's like, I have to leave the room. And then he comes back and I'm, he comes back and he's like, you're crying. I'm like, no, I'm not. You son of a bitch. This, this whole album sucks. And it's a bunch of shitty musicians and I'm not failing feelings. So you're an idiot. Like, why would you bury this? He, he exposed me immediately. Like, that was during the 15 minutes where we talked about it. He's yeah. like, she was crying. I'm like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't crying. <laughs> That's awesome. Every show that you have, it's so freeform. It's like the definition of freeform in some <laughs> respects that uh, you're clearly allowing yourself to go full on uh, without any shame whatsoever and just going going there going there completely out in the open yeah no, we call <laughs> each other out like it's our sport um and i love it like no i, I actually i've worked like as an artist i've worked towards just getting completely honest my birthday show is just people asking me questions i have no idea what they're gonna ask i wanted to ask you about that you ha- um had your birthday show in the Bronx because you work in the Bronx and I guess at the bar that you work at they uh, let you have your they let you do a set yeah Uh, how long was the set and what transpired during that set this set bothered me because um a waitress that I vouched for when she was er er like when she was just learning 
told me to wrap it up when I had just started. So she put me in the wrong gear and now I hate her and I'm not going to help her get good tips. I definitely helped the other waitress get good tips because I helped her sing. And I'm like, if you like what you hear, give her all your money. Like this one, fuck her. I vouched for her and she told me to wrap it up. She put me in the wrong gear. It's incredibly confessional and I told a lot of honest things, but I feel like I wasn't, I didn't get as deep into it as I'd wanted to because for years I've been doing this. It's every year called Catherine Dunn turns 21. It's the only thing I'll lie about is my age or the year mm-hmm. I was born. Um, but it doesn't change the email. Like you can send questions to the email at any time. It started out very settled and honest. And it started, I started talking about my last relationship that ended in a restraining order and an arrest. Um, so it started out great. And then she told me to wrap it up. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I said it like, I just want to get to the point where I'm saying what I'm thinking. So I basically said that. Like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, she just put me in the wrong mood for this because, like, I was told the amount of time that I get and I had until 11. And I looked at my clock at the end of the show and it was like 10 minutes to 11. I'm like, what the fuck was she saying that for? So I don't know why she did that because I talked to the owner, which means you have no right to speak. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Um, I think I answered everything on it. Every year I'm like, oh, I should have answered that differently or, like, I should have answered that more honestly. I think I was pretty honest except for, like, one thing I didn't mention – and I totally should have, but it was so fresh. I wasn't ready to talk about it. And nobody like brought it out of me like Faceboy would. Like Faceboy brought out of, of me the the craziness that happened around the restraining order. And I got to boil it down because I was on air when he asked me about something that had happened the night before. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't processed this crazy yet. Yeah. And I was able to boil it down to the funny parts, like where a lunatic wanted to drive his car off a bridge to death in his tidy whitey. What? Yeah. Wow. Like when you boil down all of the hours of yeah. like distress to that's what happened, it's kind of hilarious. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> that's that's yeah. bonkers, Catherine. Yeah. And I didn't even get him arrested that night. He called the cops on me. What? Yeah. And I'm and I'm like, what the fuck? I hate cops. Like yeah. when we drove through DC, I didn't like the way he was driving. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we need to leave DC now because you're driving in a suspicious way. I need yeah. to get the fuck out. Like you're pissing me off. Because he was also on his phone. I'm like, I am not getting pulled over. Like, I don't like cops. I don't dislike them sometimes, but they're kind of useless. Uh, <laughs> Matt, uh, your engagement with po- uh, police enforcement, has that ever gone in a precarious manner uh, like the one that you heard just now? Um, yeah, I think I, when I was younger, there was a time I was in the back of a cop car. Was, but wow. it, it, was, it was a misunderstanding. It's actually it's like super silly. When I was uh, – this must have been like right at the beginning of high school. There was like these train tracks by uh, where my mom lived. Well, I I had a backpack full of uh, um, colored pencils, like notebooks. I was just like taking a day to go sketch and be a dude walking around. And I found these cat bones on the side of the train tracks. And I was like, cat bones? Yeah, cat bones. Like they're just like sprawled out and then they had no fur or meat on them. How'd you it know was, it was like, cat? Um, not squirrel, just, not dog. It was just big enough, right? Like there was raccoon. no skull, but it could maybe it was a raccoon. That's actually very possible. Um, but so it's some type of feline carcassy dead thing but it's it was, i mean just the bones actually the carcass was gone so i'm like leaning um like i'm squatting by the side of the track like picking <laughs> these things up and i like look to my left and a cop car is like pulling up and i'm just like oh, i'll just like stand up and put this in my pocket so i like take the bones and put them in my pocket <laughs> and uh, i'm just like oh, i'll turn around so i go the other way and there's a cop car right there and i'm like oh like 
they think something's up. So I just like go walk up to the cop car. Like I have not thinking that you shouldn't like approach the cop. And then, so that puts them into this like whole alarm mode. So they like jump out of the car and they're like, put your hands up, stop where you are. And then I'm just like, what? And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just picking up cat bones. Like I'm just like, <laughs> and they're just like what? And then the train starts to come. So one of them moves like that. They move their cars off, but like the guys just like get in the car, like right now, like, you know, the train's coming and I'm just like, what did I do? And then like, um, in the cop car because I just, you know, I didn't know my rights at that time. And then eventually I'm just like in the car and I remember like sitting, like I'm driving through my town and he's like berating me being like, you were trespassing and you know, that could have been very dangerous what you're doing. I just like remember like as a, like a young kid just being like, I think this is really dumb and I don't feel like I was doing anything wrong and I don't respect cops anymore. I was like yelling this out from the back. He like slams on his brake in like the turn lane, opens up the back door and he's just like, if you're ever back on those train tracks, I'm taking you straight to jail. And, uh, and just like drives off and I'm just like, you know, pissed off the rest of the day because like my day was ruined. But, you know, looking back on it, it was like super fortunate. A lot of things could have happened. <laughs> Did they ever tell you why you were put in the cop car? Just Te- trespassing? Yeah, technically it was trespassing. It was the reasoning. But I think it was overall an attempt to, like, just scare me into being a good kid. But uh, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was you just, were you know, 16, you said? Uh, younger. like Probably, like, probably like uh, 14, 15, you know? Yeah. What? Yep. Just a misunderstanding. Yeah, it's totally just a misunderstanding. But I guess it, maybe it's weird that I was, like, picking up cat bones. But I don't think... That Maybe they were being in a cop car. They <laughs> like, could have been looking for the guy who's killing all the cats in the neighborhood. That's true, right? <laughs> like he's he like, could have been very suspicious. <laughs> Psychopathic. Yeah. Year old. Like, I lay them out. I dehydrate the bones. And then I draw them yeah. in my notebook. And then <laughs> I make like necklaces. A, this, is, this is like a very, uh, there's a lot, lot of process in this, though. Yeah. I don't even know how to even begin with that. With it was the annoying. boiling of the bones. It's like a witch, witch, witch <laughs> brew be, or something. It could be a sun, a sun dried bone. Maybe, yeah. maybe this person like leaves their cats out. You like ruin their day. They're like going to come back for the bones. <laughs> Someone was it a sent for tatuba or something. What? Someone sent for tatuba or something. The crucible. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some people collect rocks. Others collect cat bones. Yeah, you know, yes. it's a natural it's thing. It's a hobby. <laughs> Did anything happen uh, of similar variety with you, Richie? I've been pulled over for speeding, so you know, like like what? <laughs> you and I, you and I are are, ki- are kindred spirits. That's the only thing that ever happened. Here. Red, one time, right under a no red one. <laughs> you know, one time actually, I got my car searched. Only one one oh time. Oh my god! What was that about? I would have a panic attack. Not sure if I was holding any paraphernalia uh, in that moment, but I was nervous that I was, and I just didn't know it because my car was. <laughs> lo- I had I had a larger car at the time. This was when I was driving a 1991 Nissan Maxima, a very boatish kind of car. So for all I know I could have had stuff underneath the seat and in the trunk, and I just didn't Mushroom know. Mushroom scales, LSD. <laughs> Who knows? You know, I wasn't high on the social scales, so for all I could imagine, someone could have certainly just planted some stuff in there. Nobody does that. Nobody gives away free drugs. <laughs> That's what you tell the cops, but nobody does that. Like, maybe someone was in your car, you gave them a ride, and something fell out of their pocket, but nobody's like, you know what yeah, I'm going to do. All the- <laughs> no. I remember one time I fell asleep right by the Papaction Reservoir heading back home because I was really, really tired. From Ithaca to Woodstock, you have to drive through a lot of windy side roads through what effectively could be considered deliverance. And luckily, you don't have to be going you go through. To <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's not so much uh, residential as it could certainly be because you're on a major highway technically, but it winds through a reservoir. And so I, I decided I was getting sleepy. I decided to lay down uh, for a minute, and so I lay down on the side of the road, uh, you know, where it was safe. And I remember being woken up by a police officer, being like, "You're not allowed to sleep here." I'm like, 
What? Okay, fine. <laughs> what? I, I will leave. I like how upset you are. What? What do you mean I'm not allowed to sleep here? <laughs> I was like, it was enough. I mean, I guess it was a blind spot technically for people coming around uh, oh the turn. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's you hilariously made like an idiot move. <laughs> well, no, no, no. There was... Exactly. No, but... <laughs> like the most dangerous spot to take a nap. <laughs> I'll sleep right there. I'll sleep right Human <laughs> cat. Yes. <laughs> I'll be like a turtle that you see and you have to go screeching to a halt. The this cop is... almost hit you. That's why he woke you up. Probably. probably. <laughs> okay. <damn> <laughs> this is all great. This is all fantastic. I'm glad we're getting started. We're all getting acclimated. Mm-hmm. Uh, as everybody knows here, Catherine has been on the show a few times. Matt has been on the show a few times. Uh, by virtue of Jimmy not being here, it's kind of nice that we can at least be all here convening to share clips from our youth. In so much as Matthew's contributions for today, because he has shared such uh, amazing clips from his past uh, as sort of a continuation of what he has shared with us, uh, what you're going to share with us, Matt, is actually a little more recent and more in lockstep with continuing the narrative that you have had on the last two. The right. first time you were here, we had you uh, sharing clips of you in Kalamazoo mm-hmm. uh, with a, a, a sort of a hippie commune right, collective. Right. Yep. And then the second time around, it was uh, while you were uh, actually we went kind of back yeah, in went time. Yeah, back a in time. Yep. So you want to explain a little bit? Yeah. So yeah, like the first one was kind of like. Right after high school, um, went and visited, like, the existential friends and had, like, the journey of finding yourself. But prior to that, it was about uh, kind of being trapped in suburbia and the kind of uh, um, ways you can distract yourself and the different things you're part of. Like, it was, a, it was the adventure where we had to, like, go buy that beer for that guy because his friend at the party drank the wrong beer. Such an insignificant drama, but, like, seemed like a big deal. But it was all because we were just bored living in a closed circuit of cookie-cutter houses with, like, nothing to do. So, yeah, that was the second tape. What is it that you have for us today? This is when I'm actually already – I'm in college and I'm living in Grand Rapids. And this is just a group of friends. Uh, and so the – they're not going to see the whole story in this because the, I don't think the story is so much important. There's just these cool moments that I like in these recordings. But um, some friends and I were just hanging out late one night and uh, overall we're, we're deciding to go to a cemetery. And uh, this is just like the little – if you've ever seen the movie Slacker, right? So this mm-hmm. is kind of – I feel like this is very Slacker-esque where there's like this kind of very vague line we're all moving on. But really it's just about our interactions and – the intimacy that kind of happens in friendship and the goofiness and the little silly things that you kind of do. Did it feel like a 90s movie in real time? Um, pro- yeah, yeah. We were like, yeah, we were like in like a cool like apartment chilling. Um, and these apartments in Grand Rapids are like houses that are just divided up into rooms. So it was all very cool. You could say we're all bohemian, like college students, not a lot of money, you know, that whole scene. I definitely feel that. Um, so what is this uh, first clip that we're going to be hearing then? This first clip is me and some friends hanging out in a room, playing harmonica, and then we start like kind of like uh, saying words through the harmonica. Um, and it's just kind of like some chatter and conversation that leads up to this, like realizing what's being said through the harmonica, which is like an inside joke leading up to this night. It's been kind of a reoccurring thing. Oh, I have a fucking great idea. All right, I am gonna. Fuck yeah. Something's gotta fill up that spot where I take a really long time to change boards. 
for a while but that's like the joke <laughs> what what's the joke so like i don't know could you hear what was being said through the harmonica not at all they they say it once but it's um you bitch you bitch you stupid little bitch but it's like we used to write songs we weren't ever really like a band that like played out we were just like a band that like got what together. was their name um they uh at one point called themselves great green room but the name was kind of irrelevant we just kind of like hung out really and like played folky music but we loved taking like just obscene words or, or sentences or gestures and then trying to make them into nice pretty songs kind of like the french language exactly <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not know that. Uh-huh. Nothing nice, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So wait, wait. Um, you you said taking nice things and making them sound obscene, or making obscene things and making them sound nice. Obscene, um, nice. Obscene, obscene nice. Into yeah, nice. Yeah, taking like crude language, like you bitch, you bitch, you stupid little bitch, but playing it through a harmonica and changing the chords in a way that like makes it mm. pleasing to hear. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What would you do if you had that option, Catherine? If you were to use a harmonica to say something that's obscene? Well, bitch is not obscene to me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to go like levels deep and hyphenate. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, like douche fuck, like douchebag. No, douche fuck. Uh, you I should have brought my whore harmonica cunt. with. I have yeah, whore cunt yeah. Well, I'm talking. Hi- you gotta like hyphenate some terrible things. I really you wanna go really uh, obscene. I, you know, you should have told me you were gonna have a. We could have tried to right. do that on the air because I have a harmonica at home. <laughs> I have one as well. I got it as a, as a, a birthday gift from somebody who comes to all of my birthday shows, gives me a gift, and leaves. That's wow. it. Yeah. Is it always a harmonica? No, it's always oh. something that I think is a metaphor. Like one time he gave me like a snorkel and a mask and he's like, you'll need this to survive. I'm like, he thinks I'm fucking drowning. <laughs> so he gives you a mouth organ and it doesn't want to like give you any sort of euphemism for that or maybe? I don't know what the, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm learning today what the lesson is behind the harmonica. Make the ugly sound pretty. <laughs> Possibly. This is happening in what room? This is happening. This is happening in um, my friend Kay's room. So uh, later on, Kay becomes a roommate of mine and you're hearing a couple voices. You're hearing myself. My roommate at the time, Stephanie, were hanging out at our friends Kay and Holly's apartment. Um, yeah, down the road, Kay will move in with us. And then, like, a, a friend of ours, Claire, is like in and out um, because we were like walking around throughout the night and like going to different places. So, this is happening in a bedroom and we're just like sitting. I remember we had like candles. We just like to like be creative together. So, we like drawing and just talking about the days. And, you know, one person just like voicing how they're stressed out about tomorrow and just like that kind of really real. I don't know. I, I just love. I just love. It. It's kind of like a little portrait of like an intimate moment, kind of. There's something really fascinating about your content, and uh, and I know I've said this before, Matt, but it's incredible to be able to have somebody who like what I did when I was younger, when they were older, provide um, just documentation of the everyday life. Uh, and, and you know, I really am curious how I would have approached recording experiences that I had, say, in college or in high school. Um, not to say that I could have, and I certainly did have all of the uh, technology to do so, but I think I was my mind was just in other places. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, time. Well, I think I, I had looked at the recorder as sort of uh, passe at that point. Uh, it represented more of what I had done versus what I was continuing to do. Right. It's really incredible to be able to hear what a high school version of the Danziger Zone would sound like. It's just <laughs> like kids just chilling in the room, just hanging out. There's no, there's no forced nature to it it's all just very uh captured organically absolutely you said you had another clip too right um yeah i have a um this one this one's kind of funny it's like much later in the night same night same night same night yeah this is all all my later that evening later so we've gone to the cemetery at this point or we were either about to go to the cemetery like because they're outside and me and stephanie are um talking and what i really love about this is it kind of like like there's that moment where you're like really real with someone and you think you're just kind of with them and then someone walks in the room and just like you know you change like completely like what you're doing (laughs) And, and her and i are like goofing around i'm using this ridiculous voice and we're chatting and then someone like leaves the house and we're both just like oh yep have a good night but you'll you'll see in just a second okay yep Right now. I really don't know if I can, but like I'll try. It's like it's like hold on, uh, do it. Oh, how did I do? Hold on, baby, I'm just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Bravo. Yeah. Have a great night. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> Yeah, quite a strain on the voice for you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you haven't tried that in uh, five years easily. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was it to go to the cemetery? I'm sorry. Um, it was, I believe, it was. Uh, um, I think it was Kay's idea. I would be frightened for whatever reason. Oh no, that was like a, the adventure. That was like the fun thing to go do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I'd be totally freaked out if I was in a cemetery. Not even for being in the cemetery, but just for uh, fear of being caught. Is it illegal? Probably. Oh. <laughs> I think it's, some it's, close at a certain hour. Yeah. Okay, okay. And if you don't know someone there, they might ask questions. I think you could just be like, oh, my aunt. Yeah, dude over there. We're good friends. It's, <laughs> it's uh, Technically, I think uh, cemeteries are, ordinated, uh, are under ordinance of the town. So right. they, you know. Mm-hmm. The town police could uh, technically arrest you if you're trespassing past certain times. Which I clearly have experience with on those train so, tracks. <laughs> you, again. you are so rebellious, Matt Finch. Uh, really, really remarkable. Really interesting sounds uh, mm-hmm. to be hearing. The, the voices of kids who are just you know trying to find things to do. It, it seemed like there was clearly a need to find exciting things to do. There wasn't a whole lot going on. Yeah, we were pretty bored that night, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's actually uh, shift gears here. Yeah. And when we come back, we have more audio from Catherine and maybe from myself. Who knows? Ooh. Let's find out. This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. A little house cleaning to take care of right now. Those of you who have been keeping track of our most recent guests on Lost and Rewound will know that. Great Frontier, a poorly researched musical about Lewis and Clark, is scheduled to go up at the NY Summer Fest Festival competition that I'm very happy to say that Kevin Frolix and Patrick Riley have received all the funding that they were looking for on Kickstarter. They will be putting this on for three days, July 24th, July 28th, and July 30th over at the Hudson Guild Theater at 441 West 26th Street in Manhattan. I'm pretty certain you can find the tickets easily on brownpapertickets.com. Also, on the acting tip, if you remember our episode with Joy Donze, as well as Matt Beauvais and Aaron Pettigrew, the three of them are getting ready to go to Scotland. The Edinburgh Fringe Festival is just upon us, and they are going to be doing a special run of their two shows at the Secret Theatre. Yes, Squire Lane Theatrical and Baby Crow Productions are presenting before Edinburgh, so if you don't remember, the shows are 13 and not pregnant, and what was called a kid's play is now called Poor a Kid's Play. They're being shown July 27th through the 29th at 7.30 at the Secret Theater located at 44-02 23rd Street in Long Island City. So if you guys want to go check that out, you could do so at squirelane.co.uk slash N-Y-C-T-I-X. We're here this week with Matthew Finch, his friend Richie, visiting from Ohio, and the wonderful and talented half-ass <laughs> face girl aka Catherine dunn i realized that i can call you half-ass because yeah. you're half of ass yeah I so guess you're, so. you're, you're one of the cheeks yeah i, I guess I, I do feel more like the robin to the batman so it's weird when i say my co-host because i'm his co-host he's yeah. not my so then i'm like my host but then i sound like a parasite <laughs> <laughs> so maybe then, you are yeah so then i just be like my batman <laughs> my so, ass man <laughs> yeah 
okay. Really, really excited for this. You were kind enough when we first got you out here on the show. You didn't have anything, but you alluded to it. Then you made good on your promise, and you came with some delicious, delicious sounds of your childhood, uh, actually kind of spreading over a few different years. What you brought for us today is similarly a tape, but I don't actually know how old you are. Are you 21 in this? <laughs> I'm 21 in everything I do. Yes. Um, <laughs> Even when I'm, you were born. Yeah, I was born at 21. No, I'm not sure how old I am. Um, I'm looking at, all. at this tape is right now. It anything, says, is there a year of the sorts? Give it to me if there's not. a year. <laughs> no, there, there's none. All it says, it says big time recording studios. It says unauthorized duplication prohibited by law. Look at us. We're going to be unlawful today. Unlost and rewound. (laughs) Okay, so it is a cassette tape that you've just recently found? Yeah, I I looked for it in one of the places I thought it might be. Okay. Um, And it was. It was. Yeah. How crazy is that? I mean, it makes sense because I have like clear boxes with things in them. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's got to be here or there. And, And it was in like my storage area. And I don't know exactly how old I am when I did this. I do know that I was in Las Vegas at some point with my mom and there was one of these like basically karaoke record yourself type places. And I really love the song Kokomo because my gym teacher would play it all the time. I loved that song. Yeah. Aruba, gym. And then after like the beginning, I'm dumb. I don't know it. I don't know it. It's like, ooh, I want to take it to Kila. That, and then Matigo, baby, why don't we go down to Kokomo? We'll get the faster if we take it slow. Everything after that. <laughs> I don't know. And then all the words, like, it's a really fast song, and I'm a child, and I couldn't read. So I'm like, oh, my God, I can't do this. And they're like, why don't you do New York, New York? And I don't know if I recorded anything that day or if I was just like, fuck this, or if I recorded this. I have no idea when I did this. I I feel like I did this with my grandfather because we also went to those, like, I don't know, it was like an RV, and you go in the RV and you dance, and then they put, like, lights Mm -hmm. and sparkles behind you as you're doing a music video with, like, (laughs) really bad transitions and fades. So I'm not sure exactly when I did this. I just know that at one point, I'm totally over this guy, but I'll never get over this guy. Um, I'm never going to get over what him. What a conundrum. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm over him, but I'm not. He came over and I almost destroyed the tape much like Faceboy because I was like, no, my child voice. <laughs> and he's like, it's adorable. But I was just having white girl issues where mm-hmm. I hated everything about myself. And I'm like, no, I'm glad I didn't destroy it, though, because I heard yeah, it recently. I'm because, like, because who knows, you and me actually start aging, kind of like picture Dorian Gray style i'll never age you'll never age. <laughs> there will be a painting that ages this will age <laughs> i'm now 21 on this recording it sounds like a 21 year old originally it was a five-year-old let's take a listen to a who knows how old Catherine dunn singing a song you might recognize Thank you. 
Shit, Catherine. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm that. Fan. <laughs> Richie's a fan. Yeah. I'm so into this. <laughs> We've got a new fan of the Lost Room out, everybody. This so, is what it takes. Wow. So, this is yeah. uncovering lost tapes. That's like the theme. We've got new fans from old things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, that's, uh, that, that, that is what we are trying to do here and uh, successfully working, doing so, uh, uncovering all this old audio. Uh, what you just heard was I. I'm gonna say you're about nine or ten. Maybe I would. Sounds, I, I'm gonna go with nine possible. or ten because if you are a child of the '80s, of which I can Clearly only not. I'm not. I was born in '96. You lying. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows when you stopped aging? I don't know. You're a vampire for fuck's sake. Yeah. I've I've had a I, I have a thing for the eighties. If you go to my house, you would yeah. see things like a child looked like they grew up in the I have wuzzles yeah. that only like, existed until eighty five. Love wuzzles. Holy yeah. Yes. I've carefully curated an eighties childhood in my yeah. home, but no, I was born in ninety six lying <laughs> slag. Okay. All right. I, I grew I, up on the Spice Girls. <laughs> Just kidding. I loved old music. Yes. Yeah. No, I, hey look, I uh And I, vintage things. That's why as, I went to a place with record with cassettes. As as a karaoke aficionado, aficionado, wow, Alon. Um, as a karaoke enthusiast, <laughs> you just lost your credentials. Yes, completely gone. At just like in one word, in one lack of a better word to put. No, so as a, as somebody who is involved in karaoke and has been for the greater portion of my time living in New York, uh, admittedly, hearing that was just splendid. And uh, I am also a fan of a lot of older music uh, that I would not have gotten into, admittedly, were it not for hearing all these songs done at karaoke. And it reminds me of what a kid would probably do if they had to sing karaoke. They would just be very intent on being accurate, but there would not be much of a tone to it. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. As a person who like hosts karaoke, I've seen a lot of yes, kids like you host it. Yeah, that's, that's why you you took that title away. You're like, no, she hosts karaoke. I'm not a aficionado. <laughs> I'll say enthusiast. She's gonna out title me. She's gonna outrank me. So, but you that's that is your job out in the Bronx. You you do yeah. karaoke hosting. Yeah. I, I give it up to you first of all for traveling from Bushwick to the freaking Bronx, especially I, considering how much of a hell this summer has been with the MTA. It is a hell, but I love it. I love it to the point where I would, if I moved out of state, I would still try and find a way to come back on Fridays <laughs> to do this. Like I just love hosting karaoke, and even in Canada, I went to karaoke because it's like so, I, I, addicting. Wait, what kind of uh, setup did you go to when you did it in Canada? Were you in Toronto? Where were you? That was Montreal. And You're there in Montreal. Was one in Quebec City that I'm like, can we pop in real quick so I can get a bump? Of beautiful okay yeah so um all these people are doing these french songs and i'm like if my song doesn't come on soon i'm done like the next one not even celine just french (laughs) like somebody did celine dion you're like that one like if i kiss you like that whole thing like love it she did that and it was beautiful it was in english and i enjoyed it but then these bitches with their french fucking songs and they may not even know the songs it's like you're an extra asshole but i get that i'm in a french speaking place so maybe i'm the asshole but i don't care i hated all these french songs and then finally i was like all right if the next one's not like i'm out i can't do another fucking french song and then formation came on it was my song and i actually after like people were like oh my god some guy was recording me and then, like, when I got off, this woman was like, yeah, can I buy you a drink? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, they were so happy that I broke up the French shit. And I felt like, yeah, I own this shit. Um, like, they could tell that American was among them. Yeah, yeah. And they were. And then this one guy that I started dancing with, he's like, can I take you everywhere? Like, he's like, I can't sing because my husband is a musical teacher. And, like, I don't want to sing because I'm like, your husband's not here. Just get up there and fucking do it. And don't even worry about if it sounds good. Just, like, I mean, just do it. The thing that I learned since that tape is that stage presence is more important than technical accuracy. <laughs> and karaoke isn't even about how well you sing. No. It's about the bravado. It's about the uh, how you present it. Let me ask you guys, um, being that you were generally close to Canada, were there any trips that you guys took to embellish in some excursions younger uh, before you turned 21? No. I went camping in Canada. That was that was about it. There's some really cool dunes, duny areas. Where? Uh, um, in Ontario? Somewhere. I was very young. Um, it was in Bob Cajun where the constellations <laughs> <laughs> were able to touch one of each other at the time. Or, that, or the yes. line with the one. Yeah. <laughs> Love that song. Sorry. No, that was it exactly. Uh, I've never been to Canada. I actually just got my passport recently. And I nice. Every, now, every time I drive to Detroit, though, there's like a tunnel that goes to Canada. And someday I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn. Take that tunnel. Yeah. Just gonna go. Customs is a bitch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like too intense. Yeah, and as like a five year old, I just didn't want to like stress over that stuff. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know my own birthday. I went to Van- so I went to Vancouver last year, and my trip to Vancouver brought me uh, to Customs on a bus, getting back to Seattle to fly back to New York. That's actually worse. What? And if you drove, because you had to get off the bus, right? Yeah, I mean, look, it was Weird, a four-hour four bus ride, and I've dealt with worse. I've done the bus ride from New York City to Ithaca, which is brutal. It's like a five-hour, four- or five-hour bus ride. An hour to Binghamton, you wait for a bit, and then it's four hours on a short line. Oof, it was like it was pretty uncomfortable. This was okay. We got to customs, and everybody had to get out and do the whole line, and then after customs, they get back on the bus. Whatever. It's like a half-hour delay. I had treats for my dogs in my bag. 
when I was going through customs, one of the dogs is sniffing my bag. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like really passionately, ardently looking, oh. uh, trying to find out what's in my bag. So the ICE officer was very confused as to why his, uh, his German shepherd was so adamant to find out what was in my bag. And so I took it out and I showed it was like the dried sardines that I bought at a gift shop over somewhere in Granville Island over in Vancouver. Shout out to the theater folks there. Not bad at all. I think he just found it was really hilarious yeah. that because he could have thought of his drugs or something like with the all that. Dankest so, sardines of the city. Uh-huh. <laughs> so life hack, uh, if you are smuggling drugs, put sardines on top. <laughs> you learned so much here on yeah. Radio Free Pokemon. <laughs> Important news of the day. <laughs> I can't believe this is actually happening. I'm already embarrassed talking about this, but I don't think I wrote this song. I just performed it to my tape recorder. I just started singing this song and I didn't stop. And it went for quite a bit, which is why I wanted to give enough time. But this is honestly one of the most horrific songs that you'll ever hear. <laughs> I don't know how it came about other than I think Noah Gentlin, a student at Woodstock Elementary, did the thing where he was like, rumbledy, bumbledy, 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 rumbledy, bumbledy, buffin. And he was like, oh, my God, I did it. Like, oh, my God, it's a tongue twister. (laughs) I don't know where he got that. But I decided to make a song out of that phrase. And And what follows is easily one of the most epic 12 year old ADD anthems. Oh my god. That was ever created. Have you heard Blue Ivy freestyling? Wait, what? Why? No. She she does this thing where she just like Oh god, like flaka flaka waka flaka laka flaka. Like it just like yeah. it, and she's like a child. Like I I will pull it up and let you listen Ch- to it. Chances are whatever it is, it's better than what we're about to hear. I don't know. It sounds pretty much the same to me the description. <laughs> Oh, everybody in this world is really, really bad. But everybody in this world is no happy or sad. It doesn't really matter if you have a stupid bladder. Oh, rubbly, bubbly, 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 buffin. Nothing really matters if you can hit the grave. But WB could not save, and nothing is afraid. And you can never do it, or if you hit a pull it. Oh, rubbly, bubbly, 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 buffin. Everybody in the United States are crazy. Everybody understand I am very lazy. So is everybody in this friggin' world. Everybody understand I am a girl. Oh, everybody can't understand why you don't know. And everything you do, you cannot really show. You try to think you're baby, you think you are a babe. But oh, bubbly, 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 the fishies and the doggies and the kitties and the birds They do not really understand because they had no words And if they did they wouldn't understand the things they do Oh boop 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 Oh, 
Too many troubles in this stupid freaking earth. Why do you understand that Newt Gingrich's girth? I don't understand the politics in the world today. I just know that people are always gay. Or by or regular. Disappointment's weird, but I cannot be feared. I don't have a beard, but that's not really dear. Fogs, 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 running with the logs. Everybody wants a log, everybody wants a dog. I don't want a frog. Ribbit, 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 ribbit. I don't wanna know. I don't wanna stow. I don't like to sew. What about that mo? Joe Schmo, what I gotta go? Bubbly 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 Easter Bonnie's not bubbly 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 I'm not an Islam, I'm not a Christian, I'm not a saint, I'm not a Jew, I'm not no nothing that I don't want. I don't want nothing with my stupid parts. Why do I want it? I don't really give. I just want to live, live. Hip no hip no hip no hip no hip no hip no. I don't understand why it has to storm, but I understand that I like my tongue. The kaleidoscope, the telescope, my microscope, my microscope. I don't know what I just want. I just want my little pots. I don't care what anyone says. I'm the one who got what I please. <laughs> So it's like it's Weird Al Yankovic, Spike Jones and the City Slickers, and probably about three or four different commercials that the jingles really uh, resonated with me at the time. Does anyone remember that? Science and technology. It's fun to read. That was. I definitely heard that in there. You you freestyled all of that. That that was all one take, motherfucker. I did not. I I definitely did that all in one take.
Oh my god, that is so much better than Blue Ivy. <laughs> it's actually Boom Shakalaka that she says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is so. Oh my god, that. Was well, I feel good that that I at least from your ears better than uh, uh, a three year old. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, also a Jay Z and Beyonce three year old. Oh my god. Okay, yes. like you're talking. Sorry, 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 Bay. Yeah, rape royalty. <laughs> Uh, energy. Yeah, He's committed, He's committed, like, committed. Add energy. Uh, the anthem of 1995. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what the impetus was, other than just I wanted to create a song, and I did it without writing anything. I guess some kind of hindsight of, of this is sort of uh, manifested in the fact that I'm involved in musical improv now. So I guess if anything. Uh, for anybody, if anybody, uh, from that camp is hearing this right now, creating lyrics out of absolutely nothing <laughs> was being uh, demonstrated at much earlier ages. It's like the origin of your improvisation. <laughs> yeah. Um, One of the most impressive things I've ever heard. No. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so wait, Richie, you have recordings of your own as well? Uh, I'd have to dig. You'd have to, everybody but, has to dig. But yeah. but you remember that you did something and were with friends or siblings, etc.? Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but nothing of that uh, uh, crazy nature where it was like you were nothing, singing. Nothing like that. Nothing, nothing like that. Nothing like that. <laughs> much, much worse if there's something. That was kind of like an ace in the, in the hole that I, yeah. I brought out. I, I wasn't sure what the, when the right time was going to be. But it seems like everything yeah. that we've talked about on this show in some capacity has to do with music. And not like it isn't every week in some regard, but especially with uh, uh, trying to uh, hack harmonicas to say swear words. Um <laughs> You know, speak about, uh, you know, we're sorry, singing Madonna as a, like a who, however old you are. About virginity. Car- yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> did you even know what a virgin was? I probably didn't. Okay. Like, I probably, I don't know what I knew about virgin. I mean, I. The video had like a, a lion in it. Is, is, <laughs> or something. is it like when you were younger and someone said sphincter says what and you're like, what? I don't get it. Yeah. What is a sphincter? Like, is that the yeah. thing that is in Egypt? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I thought the sphinx was a sphincter for a long time. Like a lot of things were like the same thing because they sounded similar. I remember uh, a girl in my sixth grade class actually asked me, how is it hanging? And she, like, actually meant literally, like, how is it hanging? Short, shriveled, and to the left. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. To the middle. <laughs> to the middle. I don't know. I it's got like... a straight dick. Everybody's gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is another very special episode of Lost and Rewound due to our uh, our guests. You uh, say that every time. Every... <laughs> like, you have to warn people that it's extra filthy. Very actually, we waited until pretty much the end of the show to do that. Yeah, so if they, if, if they don't know already by now... Oh man, they figured it. I said whore cunt earlier. I've you said did. it this three times true. now. Yeah. If we're playing along at home, you should be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they, if there's a lost room on drinking game, it'll be every single time that uh, that Catherine does say something at least uh, a little more shocking to the human ear. Oh my god, <laughs> douchebuck was pretty good too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I can't take credit for it. It's something that my friend said. A lot. Wow. His name is Peter Daly. Wow. Yeah, but much I love thanks, it. Much thanks, Peter Daly. Yeah. Douche nozzle is <laughs> yeah. one I enjoy as well. Douche nozzle, yeah. Douche, yeah. No, I've, I've, I've used that before. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Douche fuck. <laughs> what have we learned on the show today, everybody? We've learned that uh, we're always making music, even if it's not great when we're younger, and we make it better as we get older. Hide your drugs under sardines. Hide your drugs under sardines. Yes. And the cemetery is a lovely place to go uh, frolic at yeah. night. 
It's a great way to you know get close with your friends. Any any plugs we have uh, going on? I know uh, you just wrapped up with Make Music New York yeah. recently. Yeah, How did, that was a that was successful. Oh, it was, it was very really... successful. It was great. Yeah, it was a wonderful time. Uh, the New York Times like hit us up, and we got some good good uh, feedback from them. Nice reviews and uh, no incidences that I'm aware of. So it was good. Anything <laughs> else coming up? Um, there's an album coming out later um, in October. That's through Slash Sound. Uh, the the collective was commissioned by. Uh, guy named bill ryan who is the composition director at grand valley state university more information's coming on that soon we're slowly slowly starting to reveal what the project is over time and then in october it'll be available excellent we'll find out more about that i suppose uh when uh slash sound uh puts yep. the update out mm-hmm. what about you miss dunn well, obviously, every Saturday at 7, Art Star Scene Radio. Yes. Um, then I do recommend everybody come to karaoke, but it's not an official plug. Uh, <laughs> Moss Tavern, right? Mott Haven Mott Bar. Haven. Yeah. Sorry, Mott Haven Bar. Close enough, yeah. Uh, one not like I'm going to the Bronx. What? Yeah. <laughs> nobody is. And that's what I love about my birthday show when people come. It's like, oh, they, they really meant it. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody was in the area, you know? <laughs> With some metaphorical gifts. <laughs> yeah, right? He just comes, drops them off, and leaves. I made him sing this time. And uh, also, I'll be doing TMI, which is what exactly what it sounds like mm-hmm. i'll be doing storytelling for people to do improv uh the co- coffee and cream is the group doing it that is i believe a monday august 20 something uh but coffee and cream will be hosting tmi awesome. and i will be telling really revealing stories the theme might be poop i don't know <laughs> it could be poop it could be poop dick it could be could poop be dickery dick. it should be it could be the horkhan poop dick who knows yeah horkhan poop shit dick <laughs> Um, we're, we're, we're done. We're out of time. Thanks so much again, guys, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks. It was really nice meeting you. Yeah, it was very nice meeting yeah. you. Yeah. And it was good seeing you again yeah. for the first time. <laughs> yeah, definitely know you. <laughs> we're going to get to the bottom of this. All right. If you have any questions about stuff that you can contribute to our show, please go to lostandrewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org and ask if there's anything you can pitch, submit to our show uh, to be on the air with us. We would love to have you on to talk about your tapes. This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll see you next week. Next is Agnes Wentworth. She works as a legal secretary in Fort Worth. Last but not least, Hannah Baker in the pink blouse. She was the shyest of the group in high school. Ironically enough, Hannah makes her living writing jokes for game shows. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, yes, it is. Yeah. But now they are here for a reunion. Mm, that sounds like fun. Ordinarily it would be. But in this case, I'm afraid that each of our happy young ladies is harboring a very dark secret. Ooh. Turned a fantasy into a nightmare. Ouch. Ready, boss?